Are we, as a show, finally legal? We are. We are finally. Episode 21. Show's going to get wasted tonight. I mean, there is a pay-per-view, so it seems only fitting. (laughs) I I dig it. Yeah, episode 21 of the Friends with Benefits podcast. As always, here to entertain you for an hour-ish at a time. I am Chris. I'm also Chris. And, man, what a... Can I just first say, uh, last weekend, friggin' 80 degrees... Sunshine, hot, woke up yesterday, freeze warning, 39 degrees. What the hell, man? It got down to 25 in Lexington Friday night. This is not right. It's just not, it's not the way that it's supposed to be. The middle of May, you know, we got a worldwide pandemic. We got murder hornets. We don't need to be shoveling snow. No. At the same time. Now, uh, I've been I've been practicing my my onion article writing skills. Oh yeah. How's this for a headline? Or for a story for the onion. Murder Hornets comes out scientifically. Uh, you know, one of the doctors comes out and says murder hornets are attracted to the smell of Germex and Clorox. Huh. Would, what, what, how, that, that would be an article that I would write for The Onion. I like it. And uh, if you're wearing, like, if they can't see uh, something's mouth, like if there's something covering, uh, you know, uh, a mouth, it it takes that as a uh, an act of aggression. So it would be attracted to you because, you know, you're using Germex and Clorox to try and keep everything clean. And then... It sees that you're wearing a, a mask, and it just goes for the jugular, and you're dead. That's how it Actually, so, uh, do you ever see the the subreddit online of Not the Onion? Yes, yes. Uh, we speaking of the weather and everything. I saw one that says uh, Northeastern United States prepares for possible um, snow showers. I'm like guys, come on! Like 2020's already been strange yeah my parents Weird. my parents sent me pictures of snow at their house they live in maine and they have been getting snow all weekend it's may 10th yeah 10th. It's, it's not like and it's not like snow that's it's not sticking like it's not going to stay around but it's still just the fact that like you look outside and it's snowing and it's just like my god man well thank god there's not another sign of the apocalypse showing up in oh Five days? <sighs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I don't know. Also, uh, a, a rough day today because Uh-oh. it is a, a tough, tough, tough choice. <sighs> tough choice. Because, as you know, as if you've been listening to the show... Which we know you have. Oh, you absolutely have. The numbers show it. Um, we know you have been. Uh, we've been going week by week or episode by episode. Uh, we've been, you know, picking, at, we've been going in order of their North American release, video game consoles, major video game consoles. 
And we've been picking our one favorite game from each one. Uh, we started out with the OG Nintendo Entertainment System because that was kind of like our first system that like we remember playing. So uh, we've made it all the way through cartridges. We've made it through the tiny discs. We're into full-on. Uh, we're out of CDs now. I think we're into the DVDs at this point. Mm-hmm. And last, this is actually, I believe, this is our last DVD. Yeah, because then after that, it goes uh, Blu-ray. So that's exciting. Yes, sir. Uh, last Wait, week, no, no, we have one more DVD after this. Oh, do we? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, and then, um, yeah. So we uh, last week was the OG Xbox. And only a short four years later, after the OG Xbox, we had our next system, which, oddly enough, still in the Microsoft family, the Xbox 360. Four years. Hella short lifespan on the OG Xbox. Oh, hella short for the OG Xbox, which is kind of insane. Because, man, like, and I, I know the PlayStation 2 is considered, like, one of the best, if not the best. Like, it, it's the highest-selling console of all time. But looking back, I think it was my third my third favorite of that generation. I think it goes GameCube, Xbox at, like, 1 and 1.1, 1. 1, and then <laughs> PlayStation 2 at 3. I think mine is, uh, I think mine's, like, the literal reverse. I think it was PS2 xbox right underneath it then game because i just didn't play the gamecube a whole lot that's fair but i mean you you know me and uh still the same OG. We, it's true i'm kind of a, a mark for nintendo so <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah just that's a bit putting just a bit. it mildly even though have i told you i told you i have officially broken 50 physical games on ps4 really mm-hmm. that's impressive 50 is impressive Excessive is the word you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, it's a you. lot. Uh, how many of them do you actively play? Uh, I'm currently, the, the game that is getting the most playtime on my PlayStation 4 right now is a game I downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answers that. So. <sighs> uh, but as I'm looking through and counting, and it's weird because, like, some of them are double and triple games. Like, I've got the Bioshock collection, which is technically three games. Uh, the Uncharted Collection, technically three games. The Outlast Collection, technically three games. So, and there's actually more like 60-ish on the actual shelf, but uh, I've played... Yes, yes, yes. There are probably only about 10 that I haven't played, and I would venture to guess I bought eight of those on sale on Black Friday last year. Wow. I mean, that's that's... Yeah, that's very impressive. Um, And so now, Xbox 360, we made it to uh, the 100% failure rate. (laughs) We're going to get past, we're going to pass the red ring of death. Um, This is going to be, I think this is, is this the second one? I, I have to put an honorable mention in this one. I have to break... But we don't do this hardly at all. True. This is only going to be the second time we've done this. Yeah. Uh, but this is one that I, and I think this is the only one from here on out I'm also going to be doing this on. Uh, I think this is the only, this is the last one. Uh, my honorable mention, yep. 
uh, because just of the sheer amount of time I put into it uh, with other people, uh, the the friendships and uh, memories forged in the multiplayer of this game make it, I, I have to at least mention it, Gears of War 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. When I bought my Xbox One, uh, I was so excited because uh, I bought it and it came with the Master Chief Collection. So it came in, came with, uh, and Halo 5. So it came with yeah. five games already right oh, there. Wow. And I bought it like the day after Gears of War 4 came out. So I bought the Gears of War 4 collection that came with download codes for Gears 1, 2, 3, and Bloodline. Yes. And man, like the, the, the OG Gears of War is a fun game, but uh, I think 2 and 3 are just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, three, I put in so much time, not only in the multiplayer, uh, horde mode. Oh God. Horde mode was like my life for a good two years. But, um, the story was great going through the actual campaign was, was pretty awesome. Um, so that was my, I, I could not go through this without at least mentioning it, but my one game, my one top of the mountain have to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more thing about Gears of War three. Yeah, probably one of the most emotional like character deaths is. Oh my god, what's the character's name? It's your you. You're looking for his wife in all of Gears two. Oh yeah, the wife's name is Maria. But he gets in the oil tanker while yeah. like Marcus and everyone else is surrounded, and he goes or he gets in the truck and crashes into the oil tank while talking to his dead wife. Is that the? Uh, was he like the former football player? I think so. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he went out a hero. Okay, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. Um, for all the time that I put into um, Gears Three in the multiplayer. Uh, the time that I put into the solo of a little game called Fallout 3. Oh, yeah. Owned me. <laughs> Fallout 3 owned me in Xbox 360. I, I mean, there was... There was when I got it, like, I lived in an apartment with uh, three other people. And three out of the four of us got Fallout Three, and we it would it was so funny because like we would all come back from work or from whatever, and we would immediately, uh, Dom. That's right. Yeah, Dom. <laughs> I, I had to text you. Yeah. I remember um, we would get home and like we would all like eat together, all of us that could, uh, and then immediately just like divide and go play our own copies of fallout three. And it was, it was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic game. Uh, a lot of people still consider it the best fallout game. I don't know, but I know that I sank way too many hours into it. So there you have it. So my cousin used to have a, a small substance abuse problem. And uh, he tells the story about how he woke up one day 
and could not remember how he got all of the, uh, he put like really hard to find power armor on a bunch of people in one town. And he's like, I could never steal it off of them. I could never figure out how I got it on them. But he's like, I just woke up one day and there they were. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, I, I never played much of Fallout 3. I, I, I did jump on the, the New Vegas bandwagon. New um, Vegas is fun. Uh, New Vegas was great. Uh, but I still remember watching... Um, like the E3 trailer when they first started talking about Fallout 3. And Fallout 3 came out on the same day as Fable 2. Oh, interesting. And I was living with uh, a had a roommate named Jonathan at that time. And our whole plan was we woke up early. We woke up at like 9 to clean up the living room, the, uh, the townhouse we lived in. And when I grabbed my TV out of my bedroom and we cleared off the coffee table. Like, move some stuff around so he could sit on the couch and play Fallout, and I could sit on the other couch and play Fable, and we could just, like, cross-watch each other. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, so, I, I'm, I'm with you. I have an honorable mention on this one because it was just too hard to narrow it down. Um, this is a game that... Uh, much like we talk about, like, it's hard to find good PG-13 horror games. Yeah. It's hard to find a good teen-rated horror game. That is true. And, man, Alan Wake sure does knock that out of the fucking park. Yeah, I am so, so glad that you picked that. Uh, Just, and uh, the, even the DLC, like the American Nightmare Story, ton of fun really creepy it took forever for it to be released for download on the uh, xbox one because of licensing with the band that did a lot of the music for the uh soundtrack because they were only signed on for the 360 version Uh, so i know that there were some legal disputes some issues there but they ended up reaching a uh some sort of uh some sort of agreement, but man, like a- Alan Wake was like, I remember I, I played it. It was like a cloudy afternoon when I started it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's rated teen. How creepy can it really? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just so much fun a blast. And, you know, there's subtle references to a bunch of horror stuff in there. And, you wouldn't be out of line to think that there's uh, some Stephen King stuff and oh, a bunch of a bunch of references to uh, Twin Peaks as well. Uh, so funny story about Alan Wake. Um, couldn't find a copy here in town. Uh, ended up it just so happened to coincide with a trip to Lexington. Oh yeah, and so I bought it there uh, at a Target. Uh, it was the last game in my life that I was carded for. Now think about that for two reasons. Number one, it came out in like 07 and I was plenty old enough. Number two, it's a T rated game. (laughs) So think about it. It's a 13 and older game. 
And the lady parted me. Oh, my God. Do you want to hear something even better? <laughs> yes. Do you want to know what the actual release date was that's going to make it even funnier, oh considering oh the, what the date is? Yeah, what was it? Initial release date, May 14th, oh. 2010. Okay, so it was 2010. <laughs> okay, so I was, hold on, I was at the time, I was 20, I was all, I was 25, almost 26. Very almost 26. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was a weekish away from 26. And so I got carded for a 13 and older game. Um, so there you have it. Uh, and in my copy, I still have my copy. Uh, and inside the, the case is the receipt. Uh, because I wanted to memorialize that moment of being carded for a T-rated game. So Lexington, get your shit together. Uh, what was it? Was it Safe House? Was that the Denzel Ryan Reynolds movie? Yes. Um, it was my friend's 25th birthday, and a few of us went to go see that. And on her 25th birthday, she got carded for an R-rated movie. That's awesome. Matinee. That's great. So I don't know. I I have I had your I had your date of birth wrong in my head. Yeah. I had it in my head as the 15th for some reason, but that's not right. Oh, no, no. You are literally a week too early, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's, I, that's fine. That hit me as soon as I was like that. I was like, no, it's yeah. close, though. Sorry about that. That's why I made the joke about five days till the another sign of the apocalypse. So, well, guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> but before I do that, I'll <laughs> tell you what my actual what? favorite game from the Xbox yeah, was. Yeah, please do. Um, if you listen to Talk Nerdy to me, I described it as my favorite game of the last decade. Of the 2010s, uh, the first one was great, but it felt kind of like an add-on. It was only about a three-hour little puzzle-solving game. This one with the inclusion of J.K. Simmons and uh, just ranting incomprehensibly to uh, people that was supposed to be in the 1960s, continuing the fun of the Aperture Science Group. I am, of course, talking about Portal 2. Ah, Portal 2. Stephen Merchant, uh, J.K. Simmons, just knock it out of the park with the comedy. The puzzle solving is still great. The replayability is outstanding. And that all doesn't even include the multiplayer they added in. Uh, 25 different little puzzle rooms. And uh, if if you're not doing split screen, if you're doing online co op, uh, GLaDOS will talk to you and your partner. And at one point, like she'll be telling, say you and I are playing, she'll just, she'll say, please remember these numbers, one, 17, 22, nine, and just keep like rambling. But to the other person, she'll be like, you know, he's trying to kill you, right? <laughs> you should end him before he ends you. It's the, just the small little, like things that they added into just, and you know, it's uh it's valve. So I'm not surprised it was a great game. I'm just floored by how much fun and how uh, infuriatingly difficult and enjoyable the portal games are. Uh, the, the, the most painful part is that it's been nine years and I want my third one. 
Yeah, they keep teasing it. And I, I think it's not necessarily them teasing it. I think it's people reading into things and are teasing themselves with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why uh, they don't make a third one, why it's been so long. I'd say Valve hates money, but they own Steam, so... Yeah, that might be why. They might just be like, we don't need to. Well, no, they they actually made a... You know, they did that, like, Half-Life Alex or something like that. Uh, A-L-Y-X or... Blah, blah, blah. They did a VR, like, Half-Life game. Really? That apparently reviewed awesome. Huh. Well, I did not know that. I was unaware. So there you have it, Xbox 360, and so we continue our journey through the North American video game consoles. What's next? What's next on our uh, checklist? And this is probably my my favorite comment about all of this, is we are getting to the weird point where, like, PlayStation 3 November 11th, 2006. Yeah. We, November 19th, 2006. Then we jump down to some other consoles, November 15th, 2013. November 22nd, 2013. So it's just this weird-ass direct competition, which I don't think we're going to see this year. I, th- I fully expect Sony to push back to 2021. Uh, yeah, I think so. They've already said that they're looking at, like, mass shortages if they do release this year. So I think they're just going to let Microsoft have it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they push back to summer 2021. Well, they would be smarter, too. Yeah. I mean, everything that's pushing back is smarter to wait rather than, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's much smarter to just go ahead and wait. Uh, and look at uh, the Switch has had the most successful quarter of any console in the pat- in a decade. That's crazy. Part of that probably has to do with Animal Crossing and a global yeah. pandemic, but... Yeah, but you know what? You take your wins where you can get them. You take the Ws. Yeah. Not a problem. So... So, we talked a couple episodes ago. Maybe last episode. I don't know. They kind of run together. Where... Okay, do you remember the glory days when we were on, or I guess when I was on Talk Nerdy to Me, and we had, like, uh, we had these segments like, it's not just for me, and explain it to me, and stuff like that, where it was like, parts of nerddom, geekdom, whatever, that you just, you don't understand, or you don't like, or whatever, Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've had another instance of one of those, and I don't know that you have the answers, but I'm hoping that we can figure it out together. Because we did an episode a uh, month-ish, maybe more, ago, uh, where we were trying to explain Juggalos. <sighs> I don't know that we really got there. We just kind of learned some new things about Juggalos. Uh, we haven't had a a socially adjusted Juggalo want to come on and talk to us about it. We've had some people ask, but they're all not socially adjusted properly. 
to hold a conversation about Juggalos. So that's out for now. But uh, we kind of catapulted that into let's look at several fandoms. See if we can't dissect a fandom. Figure out what makes it tick. Preferably one that we don't understand or we've never been a part of. Because, you know, we've dabbled in, like, Trekkies before. We've talked to Trekkies. Commander Scott. Trekkie. Not the real Commander Cox, though. No, 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 no. Um, but the, um, the, the, the fake Commander in title only. Um, he's a Trekkie, so if we really wanted to know about Trekkies, we could just talk to him. There's a fandom that I have so many questions about. A subculture fandom that I feel like we need a deep dive on. Okay. How much do you know about furries? Because look, because look, this is how this started. Okay. I know you're familiar with the show, The Toys That Made Us. Yeah, very absolutely. fun show. Very fun show. They've got a bunch of really great episodes. The wrestling figures one, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. Power Rangers. They have a My Little Pony episode, and they do spend a good chunk of that episode talking about bronies, which is also one that I think we need to get to. Uh, but you know, it got me thinking. Well, bronies kind of have have had. You know, they've kind of hit, like, not mainstream, but, like, you know, people reference them in mainstream things, which hasn't really happened with the furries. No. What's the deal with the furries? And so I want to know, what's the deal with the furries? Here's the thing I think about furries and the, the difference between furries and bronies is... This is going to sound weird. I think there are varying... God, I can't believe I'm about to use this phrase. I think there are varying degrees of fandom of brony. Okay. I want to go wash my mouth out with Clorox. Yeah. Hope, hopefully that'll kill the COVID. <laughs> um, but I think the vast majority of furries use it... It's a fetish. Right. At, at its heart, I think it's a fetish. I think uh, being a brony doesn't always equate sexualizing. Okay. I think being a furry, I would say maybe 15% of bronies maybe sexualize stuff on My Little Pony, which is, again, phrases I can't believe I'm using. Uh, I would say 80 to 85% of furries are probably fetishizing it fetishizing they're in they're, they're sexualizing it okay I, I i would believe that yeah um well okay we're gonna do some digging on furries right now and the furry culture um when do you think the the furry fandom kind of got started 1981 bob oh, you're close 1976 holy shit a pair of cartoonists created the Amateur Press Association Voodi, V-O-O-T-I-E, which was dedicated to animal-focused art. Many of its featured works contained... Many of its featured works contained adult themes, such as Omaha 
The Cat Dancer. I don't know anything about that. I'm not going to click on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, um, the concept of furry originated at a science fiction convention in 1980. Of course it did. Uh, when a character drawing started a discussion of anthrop- anthropomorphic characters in science fiction novels. This led to the formation of a discussion group that met at science fiction conventions and comic conventions. The specific term furry fandom was being used as early as 1983 and had become the standard name for the genre by the mid-90s. It is described as, defined as, the organized appreciation and dissemination of art and prose regarding furries or fictional mammalian anthropomorphic characters. Um... Uh, during the 80s, they began to publish fanzines. And by I- 1989, there was some f- sufficient interest to stage the first furry convention. What, okay, what was the first furry convention called? Please play along with this. This is insane. Furcon? And of course, it was held at the Holiday Inn. Um, Bristol Plaza in California. Uh, you ready for this? Yep. Oh my god, I can't, I can't even. Conference Zero. <laughs> Guys, thank you for being our friends with benefits. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, it's been a good show. It's been our last show. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's rough. Okay, fursuits. Because that's the other thing that they're known for is wearing fursuits. Uh, how much do you think a good fursuit's going to cost you? See, it's not really fair to ask you that because you know about how much, like, um, cosplay stuff costs. So uh, you kind of have an inside information on this. Uh, but let's say, let's say you want, an, a, let's say you want a, a good, high-quality, top-of-the-line fursuit with animatronics in it. How much do you think that's going to set you back? With animatronics? Yeah, how much? How much do you think it's going to set you back? $2,200. Oh, uh, higher. We'll play four thousand higher, fifty five hundred higher, seven thousand dollars. Aim for the moon higher, twelve thousand dollars. Oh yeah, too high. Okay, so like right at ten grand. Yeah, it says upwards of ten thousand dollars for models incorporating animatronics. Although, okay, okay, time out, time out. About eighty percent of furries do not own a fursuit. What the? F- how how are, how can you consider yourself a furry if you don't have a fursuit? No. No. At that point, you're just an animal fetishist. At the, yeah. At that point, you're just a creepy dude who's not allowed within a thousand yards of a school, and that's the problem. This is why I I, I looked for um, a furry to be on the show, mm-hmm. but we record within a thousand yards of school, so. Couldn't have a furry on because, you know, we record so close to a school that every single time I would get to, you know, close to have them on. And they were like, wait, how close do you guys record to a school? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's just dug around the corner there. No, can't do it. <laughs> That's the joke. No, I didn't ask anybody to be on the show because I don't I, I'm, I'm creeped out. 80 percent don't have a fursuit. That's weird. That's not that. Some what? Fans, How? Some fans also wear partials, what they consider partial suits, which is simply uh, ears and a tail, or head, paws, and a tail, which is fucking weird. 
A head, paws, and a tail I can at least give you. Like, if you've got, like, the mask part, maybe. But, like... Oh, God. I'm just trying to think about, like... Going to a furry convention and walking in and only seeing, like, 20% of the people dressed up. And, you know, that's fine. Whatever. That's not the creepy part. It's creepy, but it's not the creepy part here. Just the 80% of the people that aren't dressed up that bought tickets to get there. Yeah. Here's the other thing that's weird. Okay. Okay. A University of California Davis survey suggests that only... About 40% of furries have attended at least one furry convention, but uh, the world's largest furry convention, which is held in Pittsburgh in June, has more than, has close to 6,000 people. Uh, And it says that it's estimated to have generated approximately $3 million to Pittsburgh's economy in 2008, which is the last numbers they have. The plague deserves to kill us all, man. <laughs> oh, I wonder. Okay, what if what if it says that? Uh, what if the headline says that murder hornets are attracted to furries? That's fair. I would be okay with that. So, so for only forty percent of furries have attended at least one furry convention. Gosh, all of these names are so stupid. Like all of nah. these, all of these names, conferents. Conference is the most like pun centric. Like that's a dad joke. Anthrocon is the world's Ew. largest. Ew. Uh, f- uh, further confusion is another one. It's <laughs> in San Jose. These are so weird. Like these names are so like so bad. So I've got to tell you. Dear friend of the show, uh, Ken Kirk, uh, he we were talking about it because you know he he does art, and, you know he does like that kind of stuff, and a few him and a few of the other art guys like I, I don't think they realize I'm not artistic, but they still let me hang out. <laughs> that's cool. No, I like, see see that thing is every every group. It's like uh, every every group of like artists needs one non-artistic friend it's kind of like all of the like there's always like one fat friend <laughs> in the group like you're you're that group's fat friend well fair um, <laughs> but they were talking about it and like they've talked about it they've talked about like how much does a dude in a fursuit come up and say i want you to draw me yeah like- what's it start at and then they were like and what if they want it in SFW? What if they're like, okay, can you draw me in my fursuit as my character, whatever? Because that's the other thing that's weird is like they create characters for themselves. Oh, you, are you talking about the fursona? Uh, oh, my. See, they don't stop. Oh, uh. So what if they said, okay, here's what I want. Like, okay, let's say you're an artist, okay? And you're at your table and you're drawing, you know, stick figures for a dollar, just hypothetically. It's true. It's how um, you do things. <laughs> we have video of that. Uh, of us uh, of us making stick figure drawings for a dollar. So um, it's true. they come up and they say, okay, I want this detailed picture of me in my fursuit. My character, Wolf's Bane, or whatever fucking name they got for it. <laughs> uh, 
and he's holding hands with kids. No, like, like, you know, like, like, think of it like a, like a theme park mascot. Like he's a champion of ch- Wolfsbane is a champion of children. Uh, so can I have, can I be holding hands with kids? Like, where's your line? Like, at what point are you like, okay, that's the line that I'm not okay with. Is it the kids? Is it like at a theme park? Is it, uh, the fact that the, the Wolfsbane's not wearing pants? Like what's. What's your line? Uh, well, they talked about it, and they were like, Ken said black and white starting at 125. Okay. Uh, full color, 200, if they want it in SF- it, like If they want, like, I want you to draw, like, me as my furry, but, like, you know, all of me. But I got a big wolf dick. Like, Yeah. Uh, Ken said the price... For that, even black and white would start at about five hundred. Yeah, that's that's that, and that's probably on the cheap. Like, uh, I mean, because then you'd have to Google wolf dick um, just to figure out like what it looks like, and then that's on your Google search forever. We talked about that last time. So, do you want to hear a really gross fact about furries? Uh, another one. Okay. No, even grosser. Oh God. So. Uh, Apparently, like, Ken got approached about it, and that's what led to it, and I don't think he ended up doing the drawing. Uh, But he started looking into stuff about furries, and he found out that if you ever see a furry wearing clothes over their costume, stay away. Oh, God. Because that means they have gotten uh, fluids on their costume. And apparently that's a big no-no in the furry community. Uh, listen. Okay. I'm going to just take a second. Okay. And I want to talk to just the furries out there. Okay. Just real quick. All right. Just quick. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you have your time. Okay. All you need to do, you go to Walmart, or as some of you call it, Walmarts's. In the household cleaner section, you literally can go get a tub of OxyClean for like $10. It gets out a shit ton of stains. I can't believe I'm helping you. But you're disgusting. The end. All right, everybody else can join back in. Oh, my God. You right. You right. I mean, I mean, ugh. Because ugh. I was going to say, okay, look, we talked about it with Juggalo. The, the, the gathering trying to get press passes. I don't know that I could do Anthrocon. No. And go then that, that was going to be my thing was going to be like, yeah, man, I'm totally down for, uh, the gathering, you know, that, 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 that's a social experiment I can be a part of. I, uh, I don't want anything on a credit card. That's like taking place in the same city as like, Anthrocon or whatever it was in Pittsburgh, or, yeah, or conference. No, oh my God, that's so. It's it's it's, it's such a bad pun. So, cause, so so I think as we do this, by the way, we need to rank fandoms by like how likely we would be not to be a part of that fandom or that like subculture, but like. 
like the, the one to ten scale about like how likely we would be to attend one of their yeah for the sake of the gathering of the jugglers festivals for yeah. furries a con, uh, convention. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a note on my phone right now. That's that's called subculture rankings, and I'm gonna keep track of these as we as we rate them. So juggalos, juggalos. Okay, uh, what what would be your rating for juggalos? Out of ten, you could use points too, like like five point two or whatever. Like you can use whatever you want. Six point six for the gathering. Point six. And I would say, just sheer curiosity. Uh, I'm going to say seven point zero. Okay. So yeah, we'd be pretty likely to attend the gathering. Yeah. All right, furries. What do you got? One point eight. One point eight. Oh, that's not good. All right, me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one point five. I can't do it. So that averages us to a one point six five and a six point eight. Yeah. For Juggalos. So, yeah. So the, the Juggalos, uh, 68% chance we would attend your convention. Yeah. 16.5% chance we would attend a uh, furry con. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, an entire subsection, sexual aspects on the furry. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, it says that uh, when compared to the general population – Bisexuality and homosexuality are overrepresented in the furry fandom by about a factor of how many? Take just take a guess. How many? I don't even know. How many times more likely someone is to be homosexual or bisexual if they're a furry? Ten. A factor of ten. Well, that's lower than I was going to say. I was honestly going to guess like a fact. Like the number was going to be the number that came out of my mouth was going to be thirty. Seventy-six percent say that they're in a relationship with another member of the furry fandom. Thirty-seven percent said that sexual attraction is important in their furry activities. Thirty-three uh, percent said that they have a significant sexual interest in furry. Wow, forty-six percent stated they have a minor sexual interest in furry. I don't know if that's a sexual interest for minors, but. Um. Uh, oh my god oh my god so a survey found 96.3% of male furry respondents reported viewing furry pornography I can't I can't with these people 96.3% compared with 78.3% of female oh my god Uh, 17.1% of males reported that when they viewed pornography is it exclusively or near exclusively furry pornography. <laughs> uh, 5% reported that the pornography was the top factor that got them into the fandom in the first place. Okay. I can't believe that I'm about to say this. Oh God. I gotta, I gotta ask uh, furry some of these questions. I have so many furry related questions. So are we, are we going to seek one out for an interview? I would like to. 
<sighs> oh my god. Okay. That's so weird. Uh, okay, how would you feel if you go all the way down to the end of the furry Wikipedia? It says, see also, and then there's like two or three other topics, and then there's related persons. How would you feel your life would be going if you were one of the related people in the furry Wikipedia topic? I don't think I feel good about my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you could. I, I don't. I don't know how you could feel good about that. That's. I just. Yeah, I don't understand it. And like, okay, because I was asking the question a week or so ago. I said, okay, let's like, let's pretend you have a dog. Okay. I promise this is a go. Okay. I, I promise this. I, I'm going to tie this back into furries now that now that okay. I, I've seen this. Okay. And you have like a drink. Let's say you have you pour yourself an iced tea, and you take a drink of the iced tea, and then your dog jumps up on the table, takes a drink of iced tea. Number one, are you drinking after the dog? And number two. How close is that? How many steps away from that is actually making out with your dog? Because I feel like I need to ask that to a furry, because I feel like our answers are going to be a lot different than a furry's answers. Uh, I get a new glass. <laughs> yes. And uh, I ignore the fact that you ever asked the second question. <laughs> uh, but it also reminds me of a story. Oh, where of course it a, a girl I worked with at uh, the pharmacy said she would share the same fork she would feed her dog off of. Like, if she was eating something and gave her dog a bite of it, she would just continue to use the same fork. Okay. Um, Do you want to call her and ask her some questions? Uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> you know, more than a little bit, but I I feel like I'm already kind of ooged out enough. Um, gosh, yeah. Okay, so I think the only the only obvious answer is we need to get a furry on the show and I can ask them all sorts of questions. Um, because I have a million questions about why people think that this is okay. Yeah. I've never known a furry like personally in my life. I don't know of anybody that I know who is a furry, uh, I might know somebody who is, but I don't know that they are. I doubt it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that just. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, my God. Now, what are you making that to? Did uh, you see what I sent I just, you? I just saw your text. Oh. Yeah. Is that. I need to, cl is that I need to clarify. I don't know that person. Okay. Uh, I, uh, you know what that is? That, Creepy. Well, that is that is something that would be responded to as "that's so cool" by uh, someone who has a weather alert. Um, <laughs> if you catch my drift, if you're a listener of the show, you know what that means. Picking up a line uh, down. Uh, okay, uh, I need to cleanse my palate. Give me a city, please. 
<sighs> I need to cleanse my palate from this. Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, good one. Providence? All right, let's look up their prefix. And let's see. Sometimes it's hard to find the... Okay, got it. Okay. So... Just sent you four numbers. Perfect. Whoops, I don't want to send a text. Uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) It'd be Uh, funny if you did. Okay. And you sent me... Perfect. Okay. So now, okay. So here's what we do every episode. In case you don't know, uh, we pick a random city, random state. We, uh, I look up area code prefix and Koran sends, uh, um, sends me the last four. We dial it. We try and get a hold of somebody, talk to them. I'm going to ask them how they feel about furries. Oh, and, and well, we're going to get hung up on. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I would say you know we've been talking about fandoms. Uh, how do you feel about Juggalos? If you were to rate them on a scale of one to ten, on whether you would go to a mass gathering of those people, how'd you go? All right, here we go. Let's see. Providence, Rhode Island. From the show. Here we go. It's thinking about it. It's trying. nothing it's just nothing oh it just ended i guess uh i guess that's not a legitimate number uh change the first number to an eight then eight all right uh back up and eight all right one more time calling rhode island it's trying it's trying real real hard Come on. This usually does not work. (laughs) Usually we don't really get... uh... Nope. It just ended again. Son of a bitch. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try and find... uh, uh... What the hell? Okay, never mind. Okay. Um... It... Okay, let me try. Let me make sure that this is accurate. Let me double check and make sure that this is accurate. Uh, Let's see. Okay, let me try a different prefix because it gave me like four prefixes. Okay. So let me try another prefix. Uh, Let's try... Okay, we're going to try this again. We're going to try that first number, but we're going to try it 
with the other prefix. And we're going to see if this works. Okay. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Maybe. No, it doesn't like it. It just does this. We can't call Providence, Rhode Island, then. No, Providence, Rhode Island, pay your phone bills. Doesn't work. Let's just call, you just want to call P-Pants Gritton instead? I kind of do. Do you have his phone number? I don't. Uh, me either. <laughs> I don't think I do. Hold on. Let me go through my... I might. Hold on. Hold on. I think the one you might have might be an old phone number. I think it probably is. Uh, no, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, because it's old. I don't have it anymore. Um, let's see. We can just randomly call somebody that we both know. Hey, who do you want to call? Uh, let's see. No, I want no, let's not call them. Um I don't know who's um who's somebody that we haven't had on the show that we think would be good for the show. Hmm. That would just be fun to talk to. I don't know who this person is. I have no idea who that person is. Who the fuck is this? I called them on June 13th for one minute and five seconds, but I have no idea who that is. Is that creepy? I don't. I don't know who that is. I have to look up and see who this person is. Do I know you? It's such a weird, like, it's such a basic name, too. I have no idea who they are. That's odd. I don't know. I've deleted so many numbers out of my out of my phone. After we played that game the last time, I deleted I deleted a bunch of numbers. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was afraid of uh I was afraid of accidentally having to uh to, to text somebody something that I Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Do you just want to chalk it up to a loss this week? Yeah, and- we'll just take the L this week, and we'll figure it out next time. We'll try it again next time. So uh, here's what we'll do is uh, if you know a furry, uh, send them our way. Or if uh, you have a city that you want us to call, give us some suggestions. Uh, tell us where you want us to call. Um, you know, we, we can't call specific people that you tell us, but we can call the area if you send us their number, we can. Well, yeah, we would too. That would be a great. Uh, that would be a great thing. Is uh, we would call. We would like. Okay. Oh, oh. You want you want to do a fun game? Sure. Okay. So here's what we'll do. We, we can play the game. Uh, we make the call. And what we'll Ooh. do is, if you have somebody that you want us to call, and tell them something, anything, it doesn't matter what. You tell us who they are, what their phone number is. We'll call you, have you explain it, why, like why you want us to call. We'll call them and tell them why we're calling. And then we'll like conference call it together so everybody can talk to each other. And it'll be fun. 
So if you that have, seems fair. Yeah, yeah. So if you, we'll we'll start this. Uh, we'll talk more about it next episode. But we'll talk about uh, Chris and Chris make the call. And oh yeah, it'll be perfect. This is going to be good. I like this. All right. So we'll uh, I'll write that down for uh, next next show. So we'll go into it. We'll start with it next time. Uh, so we'll go over the rules. Like you and I will talk about rules and stuff, and uh, you know prizes for good ones and stuff. Uh, so like, if you want to, if you want to quit your job, if you want to break up with somebody, if you want to tell somebody a secret that you never told them, um, if you want to just, you know, pass along some advice or something, you will just tell them something that, uh, maybe you, you, you didn't, you want us to tell them, you don't have the heart to tell them. We'll tell them for you. It'll be good. I don't see how this could possibly go wrong. No, this is going to go wonderfully. And you know why we're going to do this for people, for our listeners? I know exactly why. Why? Do you want me to tell them why? Yes, please tell us why. Because as always, as always, we will have been and will continue to be your friends with benefits.